What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Effect Show presented by Winject Studios. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. Really excited and blessed to have you here for the first time. The outcome of this show is to inspire and help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How I go about achieving this is with my philosophy, one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, and that only leads to you adopt the proper behaviors that will take you to another level of thinking. Our guest for today is an accomplished 12-year entrepreneur, wife, and mother of five, Dr. Aaron Hudson. One of the most staggering statistics about the U.S. economy right now is over 78% of individuals are living paycheck to paycheck. And of course, I can go all the way down that deep rabbit hole and try to explain to you why, from my point of view, but I'm not going to. I would much rather be able to share with you a conversation that I had with a former C-average student that turned herself into a doctor against all odds, using good old-fashioned grit, courage, and hunger that sold her practices and now is leading by example and showing her children how to create wealth. If you or anybody that you know wants to learn how to properly raise your children to create generational wealth, today's episode is a must-listen all the way to the end. Lastly, text us at 843-396-2104 and let us know how you felt about today's episode. Stand by for a quick message and let's have some fun. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. What is shaking world? And welcome back to another episode of the Win Win Effect show presented by Winject Studios. I have a beautiful soul I'm about to interview. Do I should I interview should I intro you as Dr. Aaron or is it just Aaron Hudson now? Sure, man. I worked hard for it. Why not? I know, right? I mean, like, why not? I was just looking down. I was like, she's a doctor and stuff. Like, I was a doctor. I want to be, you better, you better introduce me properly, no. sir. Either way. Either way. Right. It's actually funny, real quick, before we kind of dive all the way into this, gifted a lordship when I moved to England. Uh-huh. So when people was like, my name's Chris Ross, and I'm told my dad's name is Chris Ross. And I was like, well, my name's Lord Chris Ross. You better address me properly. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't like that. So anyways, shout out to my pops. Love you, but you better address me properly, sir. That's awesome. Right. So it, welcome to today's show. I know that We've had other conversations. You've, I think we met through Jerome Myers, correct? Um, I went and spoke at his event um, coming up with, well, this previous one. I got another one coming up here soon that I will be speaking at, I think, in the fall, which I was really excited about. And I met a, a slew of people through that event, and I just had a blast. And I just I was looking forward to this interview and just you know, kind of going into your story. I think the story is, is really remarkable what you've you know, had to overcome in your life, um, you being a mom. You've coming from this was C student, turning yourself into a doctor and then selling your practices and then moving over into investment world. I think it's amazing. And I would go all the way into this, but there's only one question that I ask guests when they come on. So say for instance, you're in a conference 
or it could be Publix. I don't know if they have those out in California, but you walk inside of a grocery store and someone comes up to you and says, I'm really impressed, Aaron. Like what, I mean, what do you do for a living? What are you about? Like, why do you do what you do? Like, how do you kind of go about explaining that to people? Wow. That's a great question. A loaded one for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to start off with, look, I'm um, co-founder of Quattro Capital uh, Equity Boutique. For That's Brent. not who you are. <laughs> I just straight up say I buy apartment buildings. And guess what? What if I told you that you didn't have to be a multimillionaire to do that? Mm. Why? Because it creates conversation. It creates buzz. Most people, when they're trying to sell something, they'll just barf, right? Yeah. So yep. I buy apartment buildings and guess what? What if I told you you didn't have to be a multi-multi-millionaire to do such, mm -hmm. right? And then I change the change the story, right? I let it go. And if they're hungry and they want to know more, mm -hmm. they're going to ask a question. Otherwise, we deviate. Right. Most people and ask questions. They're always going to ask questions. You're leaving it open for them to ask you a question. That's what 99.9% .9 of salespeople do not do. And I say salespeople, we're all in a world of sales. All of us, we're selling every single day. Some of us do it effortlessly and some of us have a hard time coming to the realization that you are in sales, no matter what you do for a living. And I like, like to leave it open-ended for people to ask me the rebuttal question. You don't just, I don't say, people ask me, you've heard me on, on when I was speaking at that event, like what I do for a living is pretty simple. I change lives. Would you like to ask me how? I love it. Would you like to ask me how? Because they're always going to ask me how. <laughs> so from there, I can navigate through what they need from me because every single person, every individual on this planet was born with a very specific, unique gift. And whatever that is for you, it's going to take you to really dig deep and putting a lot of intention behind why you do certain things throughout your day and not be reactive, being proactive. And it's, a, it's just a mental shift. When, I mean, obviously we can go into your story and I, and I love this about what you do for a living and why you do it. And you don't have to be a multimillionaire to make that type of investment for yourself, but it, that's, that's Aaron. Now let's go back into like who you were back in the time when you were a C student and turn yourself into a doctor. <laughs> what was that shift? I mean, when was that shift in your mind where it could have been, I guess, a, a multitude of different types of ways, but when was that for you? Sure. I think it was really, look, growing up, I truly was that C student. Mm -hmm. um, it, same thing even with sports. I wasn't like the greatest athlete, but <laughs> what I will tell you I had is determination like no other. Right. So I could feel I that. I was the chick that had to work really, really hard at sports. I was the girl that had to work really, really hard to pass the test. Mm -hmm. I was the girl that went on to become a doctor and I had to re work really, really hard to become the doctor. Anything that is hard work is worth it. It doesn't mm -hmm. come easy, but I will tell you, I am resourceful. I've got grit like none other. I am courageous and I don't let anyone tell me no. As a matter of fact, if they tell me no, then I'll try 50 times harder to do whatever yeah. they tell me no to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. That It always changes. I'm, I'm going to change the narrative, but I come from a very similar type of background. I wasn't the best student in the world. Like I never did homework. I, I was unorganized. I just wasn't interested in school. I was undiagnosed dyslexic. Me not being able to read out loud, right, or properly or eloquently as other way else was, I had a hard time and I was caught in my own shell. You know, I was like, oh, I don't really want to read this paragraph out loud because I'm going to sound like I'm, you know, <laughs> like I'm gifted or something, you know, but I was like, well, 
but I had to learn my brain just operated differently. I could study for a test on right before I took the test and then nail it, ace it. Then sports, I was, I'm not that like vertically gifted, right? So I'm <laughs> only, you know, by the time I think it was, by the time I got to what, what year, I think it was in seventh or eighth grade, I shot up like four or five inches and made it a five, nine, and then I stopped. So, but, but I was the hardest working son of a gun on that field. And that comes from me being exposed to my family and my surroundings. Like we, I don't come from the right side of the tracks. I mean, you want something, you better go take it because no one's going to hand it to you. So I, you earn just in success. It's earned. You have to earn it. Nothing in life worth of value is going to be handed to you. Um, And that includes relationships. You look at, some of the relationships I've had in my life, I mean, if it you don't have to work hard to, you know, be in a relationship with that individual, then it's probably not going to be worth your while. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. A hundred percent. So when you're making sort of making those types of shifts and you having great determination and crazy amount of grit, is that something you had to learn through time or did you have someone around you to kind of show you that this is what you need to do through setbacks? Such a great question. And the reason I like this question is, you know, some people say, oh, yeah, she was just fed with a silver spoon. It was so Mm -hmm. far from the truth. As a matter of fact, that's what launched me to go in the direction that I went because I saw my parents working their butts off daily, nine to five. And guess what they do when they come home? They were so exhausted. They went to their own room. So they can rest and relaxation. And truthfully, no disrespect. My parents were amazing and did the best they could. But we would have fin for ourselves. We fed ourselves. We did, we did everything on our own. We, we everything for the most part. Right. And I know that they truly had love, but what they were so busy doing was building somebody else's destiny and somebody else's dream, not their own. And I remembered a very, very young age that I thought, I just want to be my own boss. I don't want people telling me what to do. I don't want people in control of me and my schedule Mm -hmm. and how I run my life. And that's what really put the fire underneath my fanny is I saw what my parents went through and I wanted nothing to do with it. I wanted the exact opposite as a matter of fact. Right. I love that you said that. And I think that the surroundings and our experiences in life, that's where our memories come from. Take a snapshot Mm -hmm. of our emotional situation or state Mm -hmm. at that current time. And that if you're not careful, that could turn into a limiting belief. Well, you know, we get motivated. It's just scientific fact, pain or pleasure. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm motivated more by the fear of loss. So it's the pain side of it, of me not being able to achieve it. And that also comes back to a competitive advantage. My competitive Mm -hmm. advantage is that I don't have to do what I do for a living. I get to do what I do because my older sister couldn't. So there's not a day that goes by that I don't draw from that. And I say even more than one a time a day and reminding myself, I get to walk. I get to talk. I get to think. I, I have the brain. I have the experience. I have the opportunities rather than I have to do this. So, right? Yeah. So if you, you get put into a situation in life when you're reactive, those are the people that conform and go in line and build someone else's life and dream. Yeah. I just, I've never been that cat. I was an entrepreneur before I had a job. Did I ever mention that to you before? I was an entrepreneur before I had a job ever. Mm-hmm. Like I took over a neighborhood in cutting grass. And I think most people have that type of first step into entrepreneurship and some type of landscaping or car washing or, or some type of thing that you knew with their hands. 
But the main thing is when you're looking at it overall, you get exposed to another way of thinking at an early age. I don't care where you come from in the world. It is your choice at that time to make a conscious decision to live this way. But then, then the world, the environment, the situation puts pressure on you to conform. Mm-hmm. When, when was the first amount of pressure for you to step in line and conforming? Um, you know, I don't have, I don't, I, I think I just take it back to like, I, with my family, right? Yeah. For example, seriously, here my parents are walking out their life like this. And guess what? Usually the apples don't fall very far from the tree, do they? 100%. Right? That's where, that's where I was going with the question. I wanted to see. Yeah. yeah right. I love it. So check this out. I'm one of five kids. I'm the second oldest and all of my brothers and my sister all live the same life my parents live. Mm-hmm. Holding somebody else's dream. Look, my hair on my arms is raising because seriously, it just gets me fired up. I'm so sad about it. At the same token, we all have free agency, do we not? <laughs> so check this out. When I started to go in my entrepreneurial ways, doing <laughs> a few different things, they all thought I was flipping crazy. Right? Can anyone else? <laughs> me included, man. I still get called crazy. They think that you are freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. For example, here I am living in California. I'm a doctor. I've got two practices. Why the hell would I opt to go into real estate? Was there like, what are you doing? Why are you even looking to buy homes? Mm-hmm. Okay. So all of a sudden I start to buy in Indianapolis where I've never been. I didn't even step foot there. I bought properties there to the tune of 26 of them within two years. And my family thought I was freaking nuts. Right. Until it had been some time. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, 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 well what on. are you doing? Yeah. What, are you, well, well, what is that that you're doing again? Like, this makes more sense now. Well, they need, they need to see the visible proof. Sure. Sure. No. So anyways, you have to be willing to not give a shit. What <laughs> I love this. About <laughs> because so many people are worried about what everybody else thinks. Listen, let me tell you, I wish the way in my confidence level right now, was the same as it, I wish it was that at 20 years old. Because right now, the reason that I am so confident is because I don't give a crap what people think about me. I can give a rip. I know where I'm going. I know who I am, right? And you know who you're not. Exactly, exactly, Chris. So that is what gets me fired up. And when you start to not care and you're ready to take massive action to go walk out the destiny that you've been planted here to live out, Mm -hmm. aim freaking on. Right. Wow. There's so much there to die. I'm so excited right now. I don't even know what to do with my hand. I'm so excited right now. So I, you know, my role, obviously being a host and broadcast host of this show is to keep putting things on the fire and let you burn it up. But there's so many other ways that we can go about doing this because you have that natural ability to not really give a shit what someone's going to say or do or think. And I, that's you. Like people's opinion of me is not my, it's not my business. <laughs> yes. It's none of my, I can give a shit what you think about me. I mean, depending on the capacity and what you can withhold within that mind of yours, you might not be able to grasp the concept on what I'm talking about and communicating it. So when I go and speak at events, I'm what I'm doing, my job is to hit every person in that audience differently. Sure. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to lower my energy level. I'm going to polarize right through you and me polarizing right through you is an indication that I don't give a shit how I'm making you feel. Mm -hmm. But you know, sometimes you need that tough love Mm -hmm. and I give it to them raw. And then depending on how you take what I'm saying, 
either either you can look at it and understand that my energy is pure and I'm I'm coming from the coming from the right spot in the right place in life. I'm trying to help you take it on. When was that like when do you when did you develop that type of confidence? And I know it happens throughout time. Was it the time where you kind of understood and started seeing things moving that moving that needle a little bit and then you were like you know this i i don't i'm, I'm guess I'm, I'm not crazy so yeah. that's when we come we all come to that they come to that kind of crossroad of going maybe i'm not nuts maybe everyone else is fucking nuts <laughs> so, right you know what for me like i love negotiations i love a really really good deal so let's mm-hmm. let's put this into a comparison here for example with women when when i get a hundred dollars you have a choice. You can either go to Nordstrom's and go pick out one t-shirt and you're super happy because you got your t-shirt or you're going to walk into Marshall's and you're going to buy seven t-shirts. I'm the chick that wants the seven t-shirts. Why? Because I feel good when I get a deal. When I, same thing as a deal, when you negotiate a deal, when you come out on top and you win from that negotiation, guess what it does? You climb the freaking ladder one more rung. And as you climb that ladder, that level of confidence just goes up and it goes up and it goes up. And that's when you feel like, holy crap, I am unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I can have whatever the hell I want. The question is for you, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to leave it all on the table. I'm willing to destroy the version of myself today for the person who I'm going to become. Like, mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not going to discover that person until tomorrow. So I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about right now. And most, most people, I was watching a documentary and I rewatched it because it's literally filled with gems. Is Michael Jordan, the last dance documentary. And if anybody, I'm telling you, we had the blueprint, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a blueprint of success of watching, of being able to be exposed to Michael Jordan the way that he operated. Most people could not stand him. Well, even as including his teammates. He goes, I don't care. I'm like, I'm going to ridicule you. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get you to operate at this level because this is my standard in life. Mm-hmm. And that comes through confidence because he knew what he was able to accomplish on his own. But then when he went back and started doing it with his teammates, that's totally different. And that's leadership. When this is the question I have for you about leadership, in order for you to lead a group of people or a community or a, I don't know, it could be anything in life. You need to be able to lead yourself first. And that's where you can start sharpening the skill set and sharpening that sword. When was that time for you when you said, you know, I'm on to something. Now, how can I elevate others to elevate myself? I think it was when I went into practice, truly, uh, over 12 years ago. And it was, um, I think it really just goes back to people. And I know it sounds cliche, but Zig Ziglar, as he says it, if I can help other people get what they want, I'll get what I want. Mm-hmm. And so it was really like a game. It truly was a game, even with my 30 headaches. I mean, team members in my practice. <laughs> I thought you missed up to that. I love it. About um, getting the uh, the bonus or the, the additional increase in pay. You know what it was? People just want to feel loved and important and appreciated. 100%. And when you can learn that in this game of life, I'm telling you, it is like you knock it out of the park because it's so missing. Why? Because most people walk out in manipulation. Mm-hmm. What can I get from you? What can I get from you? What can I get from you? Instead, 
if we could only just go one step further and actually find out the needs and the desires of an individual, you've already raised the bar. You've already brought value because you are unique and different and you become magnetic. And so I kid you not, that is why I had longevity in my practice with my staff. They never left because they wanted to be in an environment where they felt good. They felt appreciated and accepted. And so that's really where it all started, friend. And it just is all spillover into the real estate. You apply it to any business that you're in. It's all Mm -hmm. applicable because we are in the people business, right, Chris? 100%. 100%. I love you hit me with a quick tie down question. So, and I love this because, and that makes you really good at negotiating because you know how to gauge the energy from others that maybe don't have a voice to be able to communicate what they need from you. Your, humans are never in a state where they're not transmitting information, never in a state, including when they're sleeping. So that's why I said the word never. Okay. They're always transmitting information for you to data for you to be able to understand what's happening on the surface. And then also internally, internally, it could be by just by me framing, framing a question and jumping way ahead in future pacing then by the way that they're moving and I'm going to look for those behavioral patterns. Now I know what I need to do with you. And once I'm able to do that, I made up my business to know what you needed without you communicating it to me. And then I'm going to jump ahead of it. And then that makes negotiation like the new negotiation really easy. Like I'm the worst person to be able to put inside of a board meeting. If you're on the other side, but I'm going to do it morally and ethically. And you're going to think it's your idea by the time I'm, by the time I'm done talking. I'm like, this is my idea. I'm like, oh, they're going to walk out of there feeling like they got a deal. That's the whole point, point behind negotiations. When you make a deal, it's not a one-sided deal. It's a win-win. Everyone's going to eat. Everyone is going to win from this deal. Those are the deals that take someone with an extreme amount of confidence to navigate through the three conversations that people have. The emotional conversation, the egotistical conversation, and a point of view conversation. People say, well, what's the point of view? Point of view is where your mind and what you think and what it should have, could have happened, that's your point of view. I understand these three conversations very well. That's how when communication starts to break down, I know exactly where you are in that spectrum of your mind. Like, oh, you're caught into your emotions. That's another ego problem if you're not paying attention. So... This is, I mean, have you studied any more about like when you, like, you know, obviously really good about negotiations and obviously the energy that you're polarizing out and conscious of energy. Have you put a lot of thought behind, maybe it's not about what you say, it's about how you make them feel when they go to say, yes, this is the probably the best route for me to take in negotiation. hundred percent. I mean, I'd love to be a fly on a wall with everything that you just said. I'd love to see. Um, all of that unfold. But I will tell you what I think mm-hmm. is really big is the perceptional positioning. Oh, I love it. I would love to give an example of just that. Please, please. Awesome. I think your audience um, will hopefully glean from this. For example, when we bought those 26 rental properties, all of a sudden word started to get out and people were wanting to connect. Well, of course, I put on a webinar because there's only so much time, right? Bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So I put on this webinar. These individuals come on, I share the information and I open it up to Q&A. And of course, here I am reading the questions directly as they're coming in and the question comes in and says, okay, well, why should we go with you and your turnkey company versus ABC company down the street that's been at it for 10 years? And I remember swallowing and had like a big gulp in my throat, like, holy crap, how do I answer this question? 
And I just went as clear and raw and real as one could go. And I want you to hear this loud and clear. I said to them, listen, I do not claim to be the pro. I said, I am just sharing with you what I've done the last two years and acquired 26 rental properties. And the truth of the matter is, you probably should go with A, B, and C property. They've been at it for 10 years. But what I will tell you is, when I got in the game, I paid $50,000 for my first property. And what I'm doing for my investors that want to get in the game, y'all are buying at $40,000 per property. So I'm letting you in at a lower barrier of entry than what I had to pay to get in the game. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you are probably better off with ABC company because they've got a stack and I don't. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, two things. Yes, I just gave that company like go with them. They've got it right. Most people are so busy tooting rainbows and butterflies and trying to sell and barf down one's throat to get the deal. But when we twofold, I shared with them that they're coming at a lower barrier of entry, lower than what I had to come in. And second of all, I took it off the table. Mm -hmm. And so people are so used to like getting it shoved down yeah, their throat. 100%. So we have the same the approach. We have the same approach. Same approach. They want, it. they want it because all of a sudden now there's a caliber of trust that just got created. There's a bridge, right? Because the truth of the matter is this. I'm not desperate to do business with you. Mm -hmm. If it happens, I already know it's going to benefit you. Either you want it or you don't. And if not, so what? Who's next? And it's not my job to sell it. Like I'm not here to sell you this. I'm, yeah. my, I'm here to share a vision. Yeah. And me sharing this vision, I'm going to paint a picture for you to see it the way that I'm looking at it Yep. for all the moving parts. You're only looking at it in this lens. I'm going to give you another set of eyeballs right now. Uh -huh. I want you to see it about it from every, every point of view. Yeah. And for you to look at it like more of a bird's eye view and going, oh, these are all the moving parts. This company didn't tell me that. I know because they're trying to sell you. Yep. I'm trying to help you. And the only way for me to help you is I have to give you all the information for you to make the right decision. It's my job to guide you to make the right decision. It's not my job to make the decision for you. So, and there's, that's where the buyer remorse comes in for 99.9% .9 of people. I have, I have been one of the best in the game of sales, sales internationally ranked. And I never sold a fucking thing. <laughs> never. I have never sold anything in my life. They go, where'd you know, all, where'd you, re you know, discover all this knowledge? I have never read a sales book. I don't, I don't, I don't do things the way that you do it. I do things the way that I feel that's going to benefit someone else. You mentioned like towards the beginning of this, the more I pour into others and the more that I'm sharing and the more I'm doing and not getting, then I'm, it's always going to make it easier for me. And that's how I have, I turn people into lifelong friends, not lifelong business relationship. These are friends of mine and the ones I can go to them like Aaron, here, the thing is, I have a couple, here's a thing I need to do with some finances and I would like to move around and maybe I can like, go into your area and try to make some investments. But the way that it, where I made you feel and the way you made me feel is going to spark that interest, the level of interest for me to go, you know, let's see what you have involved and let's see if I can put some money in some different areas. That's mindset, sure. right? And people, they, I love that you said that you're changing the perception. I do, it's a huge pullback. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually alarmed right now, Aaron. From what I just learned about you, I was assuming, and, and forgive me, that's my fault, when you showed up to this webinar, that you already knew this information. Do yeah. you know, I mean, have you, I mean, what did you, what do you know about me and what do you know about the industry as a Listen, whole? 
I have to be totally brutally honest. I have not looked you up. I know nothing about you other than the 30 minute floor you had on Jerome Myers web, what web show that he had mm -hmm. or uh, event that he had. But I will tell you one thing, my soul resonated with your soul. Out of everybody I heard speak, it was as if you were my brother from another mother. It was as if you were that, oh man, this guy is speaking my language. That is it. I've never gone back and listened or watched. And it's no disrespect to you. I've got five no, no, I love wonderful it. businesses. I know nothing about you other than what you said spoke to my soul. And I was like, I got to meet that guy and I want to get on his show. And I will tell you something. I don't ever go beg to be or plead to be on anyone's podcast at all. But I was like, I just want to be around that guy. That's what mm. it was to. And that's I appreciate it. that. Yeah, for sure. I pre that, that means the world to me because you are, your mind's impressionable to grasp the information that I was dropping, but it wasn't the information that I was dropping. It was the energy that I was possessing and obviously polarizing out yeah. because it's like, even if it's, information. That's why I don't, that's what I love about the universe. And just by the word that I kind of explain a lot of conversations of breaking down the word universe is quite simple. It's uni means unite union. Okay. Then you have verse reverse means reverse, right? Movement. And so universe quite literally means all turn into one. You're moving all at one. I need that first. Now when you're sharing a vision, I need to put us all in the same level as one. As in, if we're all on one, then I'm able to take that energy level and put it to polarize it through. It's like a leaky faucet, right? If you have a leaky faucet, I can't turn that sucker all the way on. There's someone's leaking. So that's where when people ask to come onto the show, 99.9% .9 of them, it's not a chance. I don't know you. I don't know what you're about, but doesn't mean that I need to read information about you. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I need to feel your energy. Yeah. And I see this a lot where, where a lot of speakers they're speaking to sell. I speak to move. So when I'm speaking, I'm speaking to move you. And I'm either going to move you away from me or towards me. And the ones that I'm, I want to move, I want to move majority of them away from me. The ones that are, can withstand that frequency and can withstand that energy, they move towards. And that's all I care about. Amen. And it sounds like you do that as well. 100%. Listen, at the end of the day, here's the thing. We have choice. We yeah. have choice on who we want to hang out with. And the older I get and the more confident I get with myself, I just want to be in the buyer's role. That's mm. it. I don't want to be selling crap to anyone. Mm. I want you to see it as an opportunity to be able to link arms with me and for me to take you to the next level and we all win. That's mm. what I want. And so when we are constantly putting it back on how can we help another individual win, we're always going to come out on the, on the right end, right? We're, we're going to always going to come out in the best spot because our heart is in our tensions are on point mm -hmm. without manipulation. I got a couple of, make a little pivot with this. And I think we can go for hours and hours and hours, but I'm more like maybe curious for myself because you mentioned something on, I think our very first conversation, um, your children and why you do what you do is for your children, of course. And a lot of people are going to say that but you see the overall bigger picture with them. And especially when it comes to investing, let's talk about that. If we can just a little bit about yeah. what you're pouring into them and the knowledge that you're pouring into them about them, them investing. I think it's your oldest. She just purchased a home. Did it, if I'm going off just in my memory, I didn't write this down either. So she didn't, she purchased a home for the yeah. first time. Yes. 
Yes, okay. she did. Good memory. Holy smokes. I, 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 I'm like one of those weird people that if I'm in a conversation and I'm f feeling their energy, something will pop up in my subconscious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. Anyways, that's awesome. Yeah. No, going back to my story, I shared with you that um, I came from a home where my parents, the conversation around the dinner table when we had them was not about how can we prepare for your financial future, nor was it, hey, save some of your money, prepare for a rainy day or go duplicate that seed money. Those were never the conversations, unfortunately. Mm. But it doesn't mean that I can't change that going forward. So when I found out that I could be my own boss, I could make my own money, create my own destiny, have what I wanted, create freedom in every area of my life, I knew this was something that I needed to pour into my children because could you imagine where they would go in life if they had the tools and they were equipped properly at a young age, right? Mm. So furthermore, when I found out the good news of creating mailbox money and something called passive income, um, I was a little on fire for it. Why? Because I worked so freaking hard with all of my team and my practices. And I needed to make sure that I was completely intentional with that money to go duplicate that money and turn it into something grander. But furthermore, even more than that, it was about pouring into my children. Why? Because they're the next generation. 100%. Teach them something that's going to affect their generation, the next and the next and the next and the next. I don't need all the glory, but they will come back and say, thank God. Grandma Aaron or Mom Aaron or whatnot, right? So it, it all started when my daughter was 16 years old and kids love choice. And so what did we do? We gave her a choice. We said, listen, you've got $5,000 in your bank account. You either go buy a car since you just turned 16 and I know that's what you want or we'll find a way to help you to buy an investment property. But here's the truth of the matter. You buy the car, you're paying for the gas, you're paying for the maintenance on that <laughs> yep. car. And that's a liability. That's the start. That's the start though. With most people her age, that's how they get you to conform. Yep, absolutely. So we said this, we said, or you can buy a, a, this house and it will put $500 in your pocket every single month. Um, and we will let you use our car and we will pay for the insurance and we will pay for the gas. But listen, the choice is yours. Sleep on it. No pressure will support whatever you choose. Why? Because most kids don't want to listen to their parents, but no. kids do like options. So she begrudgingly woke up the next morning and said, I really don't want to put it towards a house, but I know it's the best choice. So she did. She put it towards a house. Furthermore, another conversation. We had it put in, her, in an IRA so that she couldn't touch the funds and they would grow. Mm -hmm. Fast forward that same child. Now it's been five years. She just sold that property three years ago and just bought in on a 110 unit apartment building. Talk about encouraging, equipping, and showing them the ropes on how to duplicate their money. So furthermore, that child who bought is now in the apartment building. It all brought up conversation for my 14 year old and 16 year old to go, Hey mom, you helped her when she was 16. What about me? Right? right. So Long story short, we've got these awesome shipping containers that we use as short-term rentals and each my 14-year-old and my 16-year-old each have their own and they run the show. Why? Do you think it's easier for me to go hire a company and have the company run? The Why would you do that? Yes. Yeah. But let's relate it to this, you guys. Think about when you have your child and you say, hey, get in there and do your chore. You need to clean off the kitchen counters. It takes more effort to do that. And it's so much easier for me to step up and just go wipe the counter, have it done efficiently in the proper way. But we're doing a disservice to our children. Same concept. Mm -hmm. 
So guess what? Those children that now have lost that one-on-one -on -one contact with humans because they're all into their phones and electronics, the deal is this. You get 50% of the proceeds, but you're going to handle all the interactions with the guests. You're going to welcome them. You're going to leave a review. You're going to talk to the cleaners and you're going to make sure everything's set up for that. If I have to chime in, your 50% is gone. Yes. Love right? that. Bam, bam, bam. That's accountability there. Equipping them. And my six-year-old comes to the uh, <laughs> my office yesterday and goes, mom, here's my spreadsheet. Here's all the dates. You owe me $3,465.64. <laughs> when are we going to the bank? Hmm. Right. I want him to have that conversation with me. Right. So we break it down even further, Chris. And here's what we say. Listen, 50% for me, 50% for you of that 50%, 30% is going in your pocket and 70% is going in for the next investment. Yep. We're going to equip them to give them the tools for when they're older, they don't spend every freaking dollar like my parents did mm -hmm. paycheck to freaking paycheck. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about 78% of Americans. There you even, go. Even more so now. Yeah. Um, since this plan, um, pandemic, I'm um, even more so than 78% of people live paycheck to paycheck in some type of form or capacity. Wow. So, and even you even look at it where it could be someone that played basketball and they go and get this signing bonus. You're start, now starting to see it with a different generation. You got Grant Kangaski or whatnot. He never spent a dime of his play, like earn money, earn income. Earn income is his salary. Right. What they pay the Patriots and now what the Buccaneers. Same thing for this guy in uh, New Orleans. Hasn't spent a dime of his earned income. They people don't understand the difference between earned income and passive income. income. That people can live really handsomely on their investments and just making a little bit of. I call it you love. I love mailbox money, and that's something that even more so. Also, and then just to touch on this. I believe that this decade is the decade for female entrepreneurship. Oh. It, why I feel this way is that they're more in tune and they have more understanding of the emotional compound effect in conversations. Of course, the last you know, 20, 30 years, even more so, women have been killing it. But this is where you're going to make a shift and make it permanent because women like yourself are training their daughters to not be dependent on another individual as in a male and giving them security. And they think I have to marry this ass clown that has no qualities. And, to, you know, for me to grow on an intellectual level, not just in spiritually or financially, but growing to intellectually, I need to grow with this person. What kind of benefit or do you, would you have in my life? The conversation that you're, what is your oldest daughter's name? Riley. Riley. Love it. Mm -hmm. So Riley's conversation that she'll have, she likes options. Well, you gave her an option at 16. Why can't she have an option when she goes to have the soulmate or having that person in life? See my point. Oh, you, literally my hair is raising again because you are so on to something. Uh, that is what I'm on fire for is to teach my girls to be independent. And it's one thing for us women to go out there and talk it, but what are you doing to be that example in the home to give your children and show them that... Yes, you let the man be the provider and let him be the man of the house. Mm -hmm. But there is nothing wrong with going and being able to run your own show and having goals and dreams for yourself. Because guess what? It goes back again to confidence. My girls are going to have more confidence because I've shown them ropes to how mm -hmm. to create it. And they get to see a mom that's doing it. It's powerful. It is powerful. 
it's powerful. Even yeah. if even if they don't want to follow you, eventually they're going to have to. Yep. You know, and and of course, I mean, you have to give sometimes tough love. I mean, you got some of the things you wanted to make sure that we brought up today, and I think it's powerful. Is like Airbnb in a box. Like you look at the you know obviously investments in, into the world, and I want to bring this up right now. You can have an investment property and then setting up your own Airbnb business. You'd literally, I mean, people literally, quite literally, can be, become a millionaire before they turn 20 if they just learn what you just taught them, what your daughters and your other children. They become a millionaire before then. I, and, and this goes out to, there's some of my assistants are in, were in Venezuela and they moved out. I'm Carolyn, she's moved to Buenos Aires and obviously moving out of the, that situation because of capitalism and socialized, whatever you want to call these people, moved out of there and providing her obviously an opportunity that she's able to flourish and enjoy being here, right? But the point I'm bringing up, if you're in America right now and you are 25, 30 years old, and it might be if you have all limbs and you have the mind and you have an opportunity and a choice, then you there's you have zero excuses to me. Zero. Preach, brother, preach. That's zero, zero excuses to me. There's just so much opportunity all around us, Chris, right? Like you can have whatever. And I tell my kids this daily. You can have whatever you want. How go bad get it. do you want it? Go get it. I promise you it's right there. If you don't have it, go find a mentor. Go find somebody. Because here's what I will tell you. And I think you will agree with me, friend. If somebody came up to you and said, you know, Chris, I am blown away with your people skills and how you are able to literally take the average person and connect with them on the level that you connect. I am so honored to be around you and I would love to be able to glean from you. Is there is is there anything I could do to help lighten your load and figure out a way that we can just kind of work together? I'd love to find a way for me to be able to benefit you yet for me to learn your the, the direction and where you're walking in life. That's honoring, is it not? It is, it is, and it is, and it's very flattering that someone would take notice. And I always thank them for, I appreciate you noticing. Yeah. I appreciate you noticing. And yes, there is something that you can do for me. They're I it, I have not, have not met not one entrepreneur or one someone that's on that way of thinking that doesn't say, hey, I'm going to hook you up. I got you. In order for you to have then create the life of your dreams, you need to create a create an opportunity for someone else's to learn from. And what I mean by that is not creating their dream is just being exposed to the way they operate. And once you get exposed to that way, different way of thinking, now you have a different conversation that goes on in your mind. And that's a different set of options that you have. Now you're looking at life and going, it's not what I can get is how much can I multiply? Oh, yes. So it's how much money you make or save. The savings not going to do shit. What can you do to multiply that income? Right. So when, yeah, of course, I have nice things, and those things are purchased through passive income when I hit a huge goal. Earned income, I don't touch. That builds the business. Right. It, it gives me opportunities. It all started with me. It's so funny we're having this conversation right now. People say, well, how did you get to an eight to nine figure type of earnings in businesses and in different industries? Because it all started with me, bro. It all started with me. First, before I built the team, I was the whole team. Right. Now we're looking at 300 employees. I built that team because I know there's not one person on that team in all my companies cannot sit there and go, Chris, 
I don't know why you would ask me to do this. I have done it before and I can do it 50 times faster than you can and more effect effectively because I'm not going to ask you to do something I haven't done. I have been to one man show and yeah. acted like I had a 50 man show because in, <laughs> inside of my mind, I was who I am right now. Do you see my point? So it's the question I have, and I'm going to lead it back to a question because it's powerful. At some point, even your current situation, whatever that was been your previously in your past, you need to operate at a different level, right? It sounds like to me when you're in your practices and you own those, and that was a huge accomplishment. Congratulations again. And then making that shift over to, I'm not going to just talk about it. I'm going to be about it. And I'm looking at investment properties and being in the game. Like in order for you to play, you've got to get into the game. What was that? What does that kind of, what did that look like for you? Oh so man, I get to get real and transparent with you. Check this out. So here I was in my practices. I wanted to grow my practices and take them to another level. So I hired this high performance coach and she took a, a look at my life and how I was running my offices and everything. And she goes, you know what? Until you go and she had X, Y, Z that needed to be done. She goes, I'm done. I'm not working with you. And I remember being so offended. I said, my gosh, I'm paying you a thousand bucks an hour and you're firing me. Love it. Who the heck do you think you are? But the truth of the matter is when I reflect and I look back, I was so busy doing the $10 an hour jobs where I had no business being. So I was not maximizing my time. So I got a swift kick in the ass. I honed in, hired her back. We started to, you know, take the move in the direction that she wanted. And guess what? All of a sudden it freed up all this time so that I was literally working on patients and everyone was doing everything else. I was doing nothing. I didn't even know how to run my office. I literally was working on patients and everybody did everything else. Well, all of a sudden when it opened up the schedule, I had so much more time in between patients. And so I started to jump into the real estate space. Mm -hmm. Hence, that's what propelled me to take on and I love this. The, the single families and and then from there, we went to the single families and doing the turnkey company all while I was in practice, y'all. So please, mm -hmm. no excuses. I had five kids, two yeah. practices. I went on, like I said, 26 single families. This is not to be pompous and blow me up. This is sheerly to say, if I can do this, so can you. So if I had 26 single family properties, then went on to do 230 plus transactions, not even as a real estate agent, hold on, to then all of a sudden move into the multifamily space and in the last 12 months taken down 12 no 10 multifamilies holy smokes i promise you i already told you i wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed it just goes to say how hungry are you to change the shit in what you're living in right now to move on to greatness mm -hmm. and that's all it all comes back to you being comfortable if you're comfortable living in shit in your whatever situation then what's going to motivate you to move you out like I, the best thing I've ever did in my, for my life and for me. And at the time I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it to be able to go to college because during that time I didn't come for money, you know, and I was sick of school because I didn't know how, how to operate the, my brain the right way yeah. because I was good at sports. So I was kind of coasted through anyway. They'll see me out. They'll see you all the way out through the door because I was good at sports. They didn't want me off the field. It's not like I was like an all-star, like a best thing in the world, but I was good enough to be on the field. <laughs> That's for sure. So nobody else. So when I got to a certain thing, I went to the military. I that was all about my mind was impressionable to so many other things. Yeah. I got yeah. different cultures, 
mindsets, situations. And I started looking at life and going, wow, there's a whole other world out here. So, and then, you know, of course, you know, it goes back into making money, but it's not about making money. It's about how much impact can I make? That's what I look at more than anything. Even when I'm making an investment, how much, what type of level of impact can I make short-term and long-term? Because if it's not, if I'm, if I'm not able to make impact, then I'm, it's not going to motivate me. Do you see my point? Even if I'm making money, like, well, okay, how do I, who do I hire to put someone else there? Who can I level up? And then having those tough, tough conversations that I still have on my staff, my staff, I have two, two main meetings a week. One is more of us, me listening to what's happening within the organization. And I'm not talking about like everybody broad, obviously all hands. But when I have that meeting, I need to listen to what's happening and then I'll evaluate all the way throughout the week and making the proper adjustments and decisions that I need to make and then dumping it in and then rolling it out on Thursday. The reason why I do it on Thursday, because you're already checked out mentally on Friday. Friday. <laughs> you're, it's, it's, you're, you're talking about how drunk you got on Thursday, you know? So, and I'm like, by Monday, I want to hear back what the prop, these adjustments, what was the data? That's it's very simple, but I do it by one thing, listening. I listen. If you're an entrepreneur, I need to gauge the market. I need to understand what's happening. I mean, you can get, but you ne- you were never comfortable having two practices. Mm-mm. You not, so you learned that. You said, I'm not comfortable with this life that I have, which is greater and obviously better than you, you, your parents and your other siblings. What motivated you to get more? And to do more and to pour more into others, it sounds like. Like, what was the, what was the saying? Well, I guess you, the better question to ask, what was the focal point? Like, when was it like, all right, the hell with this shit. I'm going to go make an impact this here. I think just honestly, being in practice, I really saw what I was made of. Okay. Challenges and I was able to overcome the challenge. It was like a win, right? We just got to find a solution. It's not a problem. We just got to find a solution. Mm -hmm. And as you pivot and you work through solutions and you start to even move into more negotiations and you see how you're able to structure stuff, again, it gives you that level of confidence. Mm -hmm. And as you have that level of confidence, you want to explore more. And I wanted more, but it was also too, like I, here I am with five kids. What's the likelihood of my five kids going into practice and being a chiropractor? Not. And guess what? If I'm not in practice, there's no food on the table type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So how am I going to create generational wealth from a practice, right? And so I needed to have something that was going to create a passive income stream. Love it. Love right? it. I am um, actually, I was screaming on the top of my lungs at a separate event. And I was asking, there was a Q&A actually, it was a panel. It wasn't actually an event, event. So there, someone came and brought me a question that says, well, I'm an affiliate marketer and I make this amount of money. I'm like, well, is whatever you own, do you own that product? They said, no. I said, is, is, did you design it? No. Okay. Is it patentable for you? Can you patent it? No. Well, you don't own shit. <laughs> you don't own anything. And don't, forgive me. And I kind of went off and then they... It was a room of these people. Internet is an internet marketing business. You don't own a business, right? You don't own a business. You might have the rights to license these products, services, and goods, but you don't own a business. Business is organization, okay? And it's you own it. So whatever comes from my mind that is patentable and it's different than everybody else in the marketplace. Now you might be onto something. So when you're looking at okay, well, I make this amount of money. No, you don't make that money. You earn that money. So when you earn that money, what is the, what is the profit? 
what's your profit of this, of whatever time served? Do you understand these questions? And when I, when I was going nuts on these people. It's so good. And I was breaking it down. I was like, I said, where do you think I learned this? In a fucking book? I didn't learn this in a book. I learned this through time. <laughs> like I, I didn't learn this in a book or for Google. Okay. This is so good. You're getting me fired up here <laughs> because people are like, you're an idiot. You're a doctor. You're leaving your practices. Why the hell would you do that? Well, Why wouldn't I? Listen, what you just said is exactly it. Guess who's in control of my paycheck? Yes. The people coming in the door, but guess who's really in control of my paycheck? The health department, like all the insurance, all of the insurance, they yeah, can at any given point. These are, really all, these are all touch points. These are all touch points. And these are all like, these are all strings to oh. that freaking balloon. These are all strings to the puppet. Yeah. And then eventually at some point with the market shift, and you've seen it right now with this coronavirus stuff, when everything yeah. shifted, everyone went into frantic and went to chaos. Well, I built yeah. my life in chaos, Aaron. Oh, yeah. I love chaos. And sometimes I'll create it just to, so I can say I felt something today. Right? <laughs> right? I love being in chaotic moments because that's where you discover who you are. I'm a bad son of a gun inside that fire because I can withstand everything and go, oh, this isn't hot. Like, what are y'all talking about? This is, this is, now we're talking. Like, now we can operate. So, but that, I, I learned how to operate me at an optimal level. Yeah. Everything else, I can move around. So when I hit them with that, I left everyone speechless. Like they were like, and most of them got up and got upset and was like, said a couple curse words. And I'm like, you can say, I don't care. That's whatever you say is not my business. Yeah. You can put my name in your mouth all you want. And I said, but there's one thing you will never call me. And that's broke. Right. Because right. I understand the difference yeah. between making something happen and allowing it to happen. Amen. I allow things to happen by my inactions and decisions that I'm going to make. Right. By me making things happen, I'm going to pretty much stir all the water to catch the big fish and to see all the moving parts. And I know how to anticipate the movement. Mm -hmm. And once I can get around these moving parts, my best enemy is my best player. <laughs> I, I know how to play it. And because I know already know the actions and the inactions from me pushing this button through experience, and I could push that button and end up causing the effect on something else moving around the corner. And they'll go, How did you anticipate that? Well, I know this person right here, and what they control is these three companies. And if I apply pressure in this industry, he's gonna have to make this move. And then the other company, their sister company, is ran by this female, and she's gonna make this in this make this decision based upon data that she's getting from this one company and not on her own because she doesn't own her product services and goods. And by the time I apply pressure, they're going to have to make these one or two moves. And I know for sure, just by me breaking down the numbers, probable chance they're going to choose this. And then I'm going to make this adjustment. This is why you love life because you're just playing chess all day long. All day long. You, you, you we should play chess one day. I'm going to get to California by the first, by the third move. I know how you operate on business. Wow impressive i love it that's that's it's a game called i'm playing an infinite game it sounds like you're playing an infinite game called life as long as you have the resources available you're just going to win right i love it there's so yeah. much to obviously still unpack but obviously we have business lives and we need to do it on four <laughs> to others right but <clears throat> i've learned so much from this conversation from you so like i love it i love just i love obviously pouring into 
the microphone and obviously interviewing guests and having them come on because you know they can only listen to me for so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? At some point, I'm gonna start me like, listen, listen, people. If you if you've had your head in the sand for the last three episodes, you know, and if you can't grasp the concept of this woman telling you what you should be doing, I just think that the biggest thing that probably jumps out to me is just the whole the whole point about why it's important to pour into your kids the right way and giving them choices. Then they they don't resent you. I'm with you, but here's the thing. Your kids are not watching what you say. They're watching what you do like a hundred all day long. Right. So listen, my kids think I'm crazy, but, but, but here's the thing. Like in the morning, I have to tell you, maybe you guys listen, listeners, try this on for size. You will not believe the fruit that comes from it. I literally get up every morning Chris, you might think I'm crazy. Matter of no. fact, talk to me anymore. I get up every morning and I, every morning, write down my five thankfuls, right? Just because we need to have a heart of gratitude. And then guess what comes up next? <laughs> Aaron, you are awesome. Aaron, you are unstoppable. Aaron, you are a magnetic. Aaron, you attract everybody. Aaron, you are whatever. Aaron, you are destined for greatness. Aaron, you are worthy. You can have the fight. Like literally, why? Because nobody else is cheering my ass on. Hundred percent. Hear this? They're in the back room and they're they're like, oh my gosh, my mom's crazy. But guess what? They learn, even though they think I'm crazy. They're still learning. They know what their mom is made of, and they're a part of it, right? Mm. So when oh, you God bless your you mindset and your heart set, and they connect, it just you're, you become unstoppable, friend. Try it on for size. As crazy as it is to your listeners, try it on for size. They'll probably come back to you, Chris, and be like, oh. No, I, I don't know if you remember, but I say in every event that I go to, I'm like, I'm a guy of numbers. And this world that we live in is all about numbers. That's why that's numbers you can't confuse in different other languages. Okay. So, and there's a reason why it's because it's very simple 24 hours of a day, 1% of your day is 12 minutes. You don't have 12 minutes to tell people how great you are. In order for you need to be able to sell yourself first before you sell anybody else. I'm a bad son of a gun. So in that first 12 minutes, just like you, I enjoy the show first in my subconscious and writing out and doing brain dump and all that stuff happens afterwards. I first, and I'm the self-love. I start my day with myself and I'm going to end it with myself and I'm going to end this life with myself, by myself. No one's coming with me. The shirt is not going. These watches, my wealth, nothing is coming with me. The impact that I made in the world, that's going to make it. That's going to obviously withstand the times of people talking about me. Yeah. About it's about not about what I did for them. It's how I made them feel while I was doing it. I love this. This is powerful. Powerful. On and on and on and on with you. Seriously, really good. I think that look, it's again, like you said, it's about the impact. What impact are you making? And this is for a whole nother show. I took my kids five years ago. We go to third world countries. We go build orphanages. Love. We go feed the poor. We go put ourselves in an environment that's not comfortable, but it helps us to be grateful and have a spirit of gratitude for all that we have living in America. And when someone goes and tries that on for size, geez, your heart's forever changed. Oh, well, sure. it, it, it will be forever changed. Um, I think that it, it's in, well, obviously we couldn't happen with a lot of the stuff going on in the world today and traveling. I love to travel just to go to like cultures and different cultures and understanding Holy shit, even the stuff that I'm you know, dumping in every day and pouring in, there's something else I'm not thinking of. There's something yeah. else I'm not thinking of. I'm not spending I'm not investing enough time in my day to feel what this feels like for them. 
And once you get, you could take that all the way in and not be reactive and be proactive. It changes your whole life. Changes your whole on, life. Spot on, pal. Yeah, we, we'll have you. I got to have you back on for part two of this. This is going to be fun. Or anything you ever I can do for you, just please let me know. I'm I'm a guy that invites people to come on. I don't invite everybody to come on to my show. And just like you mentioned, you don't beg people to go on their shows. Like I don't, you don't need to. This information you're going to share is that's enough. Just going to pay the ticket. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Let's go. Let's go do something great together. Let me know what you got going on. I'd love to shack right. up and rack up. Let's go change right. it up. That. Let's go check. Let's go make, let's go put some money in some people's pockets. And like the reason why they put money in our pockets, cause they don't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> How else to show appreciation. They put money. I'm like, I'll, I'm telling you, I'm the guy that I'm the guy that will end up falling out and be broke. And then by the time I wake up the next day, I probably have a couple, a couple hundred grand account and be like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but that's what, in order for you, in order for you to be able to own a hundred percent of your business or a hundred percent of what you can control and make money and take off for the next year and still make more money than you ever made before. That's when you become wealthy. And I still got some, I still, I still have some waves to be able to make happen to be able to retire and make more money. And, but if, if I get to a certain point where my effort, my energy, my time is not obviously getting to the point where it's actually withstandable and it's going to do it multiply on its own, then I still got more to do. Love that's it. that's a whole other topic right there I can go into. But we, we're going to obviously go change the world. But I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll put all that information in the show notes. We don't really need to do much, but I appreciate you. Thank you all so right. much for holding space with me. All right. Take care. All right. You too. Peace out. All right. Bye, brother.